I am Theodora, and you are listening to Spiritual Slut, the shameless podcast for a woman who are unapologetically sexual and spiritual. Spiritual Slut. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual slut. Spiritual slut. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to the very first episode of Spiritual Slut. I am your host, Theodora, and I am an adult performer and recording artist who also happens to be a medium. <laughs> and so I am a self proclaimed spiritual slut. So how do I qualify as a slut? Um, I am what you would call a sex worker at large. I was a stripper. I was an adult performer. I was a phone sex operator. And I'm a Western woman. Uh, I'm not married. I'm actively dating. And so how do I qualify as spiritual? Uh, I am the daughter of a medium. I myself have a mediumship. This is not easy to talk about because like I guess many of us mediums, I it took me a while to accept my gift and to talk about it with people. Well, my mom <laughs> is a Buddhist medium. My grandmother was very Catholic. I was brought up by these two female figures and I see myself as a heretic who worships Aton. <laughs> kidding, um, kidding or not so much because I, I do believe in uh, Christic energy. More on this later. Uh, I do not have a religion. I don't believe in God per se. Although I do believe in a higher power, especially since my mediumship gifts have awakened. And so why the podcast? As if being shamed for being a sex worker wasn't enough, I've noticed that we are being shamed also for being in touch with our spirituality. Although this is 2021, this is the age of Aquarius. And I also noticed that being spiritual and aware of one's spirituality and being aware and in touch with our gifts, uh, spiritually speaking, is also shameful. Like if you tell people that you're into astrology or into, I don't know, tarot cards, oracle cards, or, or that you do a lot of meditation for many hours a day, that you come across as a weirdo. So this is also shameful to be very spiritual or to be attuned to your spirituality, which is is not normal either, especially in the, the age of Aquarius. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to to make a podcast uh, about this because it feels like when you're a sex worker, it's difficult to tell people about what you're doing. Basically, like you you come across as a slut, and it's it's still shameful in 2021, which is not it, it shouldn't be this way. But nonetheless, I felt like I had a harder time making my coming out as a spiritual person, not to mention a medium than as a porn performer. The other thing that I wanted to address is all the cliches that we have on, like, you cannot be spiritual and sexual at the same time, which is totally unthinkable to me, but I guess 
these are cliches that we need to work on so <laughs> that's the goal of this podcast actually to to challenge uh, these visions and these cliches for example i know a lot of people that are into spirituality especially here on my island because i live in ibiza and most people that i know here they work as a yoga teacher or as a whatever just something spiritual and it's still complicated to talk about my my past like my work as as a porn performer or everything like it's complicated to mention this even in a casual setting and they, they should be open-minded because that's what spirituality is about it's about being non-judgmental it's about you know understanding that we are souls living a human experience and not being judged by it so i guess this is why i felt the need <laughs> to to create a podcast to discuss uh, everything about this and lastly the the other thing i was thinking is that i love podcast as a as a format i think it's a, it's a great it's a great medium <laughs> excuse the play on words and i've been listening to a fact on of podcast on spirituality i've been listening to tons of podcasts on sexuality but none of them were intersecting like these podcasts about porn performers or about strippers uh, so many podcasts and i love them i do but i just wish there was a podcast speaking about both you know spirituality and sexuality without being just focused on say stripping or porn performers or just being focused on yoga or astrology because i love astrology podcast but then i feel like i'm so multidisciplinary if that's a word i really needed to i don't know find something that connects the dots so hopefully this podcast will be it so here i am trying to challenge all the cliches that we can have about about sexual people about sex workers about porn actresses about you know all actually women wanting to have ownership over their own bodies and doing whatever they feel like doing with their sexuality and how that wouldn't make them spiritual or how that would prevent them from being spiritual and conversely how yogi or buddhist people or whatever philosophy floats your boat that spiritual people and especially women can be sexual people they can be free sexually and choose to express themselves sexually so in this episode i'm going to tell you a story about how i discovered my spirituality and especially my mediumship through sex work <laughs> let's get started um i guess uh, i'll start by telling you my story so so I was originally working as a dancer in companies as a classical and neoclassical dancer, also contemporary, but nothing really sexy yet. I, I worked many years in companies, but at some point I felt the need to express myself sexually through dancing. And that's how I came to stripping, to express myself physically uh, with a different range of emotions, let's say. When I was 23 years old, I started working as a stripper in Paris. Uh, I worked at night. I, I was a ballerina before, so I, I've danced in companies. I clearly knew how to use my body, but not in a sexual way. So this is something I learned. And another thing that I found out is that when you work in a strip club, being a pretty girl and a very good dancer, technically, it's just not enough. You need to be a good a good seller and have a good um, a good connection to people you know in the club in order to make money and that's one thing I learned on the floor on the dance floor 
I learned that so many girls they were like gorgeous like even you know bimbo style you, you like or you don't like but you, you would think they would be successful in such an environment but this couldn't be further from the truth I mean it's it's so not dependent on looks and some other girls they were like more like you know girl next doors or you wouldn't notice them at first but they would make amazing money and I was like mm, what's the deal so I started working as a stripper with this potential for self-exploration and you know uh, artistic experience overall of discovery of my personality as an artist uh, in mind and it turns out the job of a stripper isn't actually to only dance but to connect with the clients through not only through physical sensuality but also through personality and this was something I didn't expect at all the thing is uh, the guys won't come to you and ask for you to dance for them if you don't introduce yourself to them first I know it must sound really weird for those of you who aren't familiar with strip clubs. I guess it was different before my generation because I started back in 2009, I believe. And before the the banking crisis, which was, I believe, in 2004, according to the veteran dancers at the time, it used to be much, much easier because you didn't need to connect with the clients on such a personal level and also you didn't have the time to actually connect because the clubs were so busy and also you would only need a couple of second stops to actually find a client to take you to the VIP room and make bank so that was a different era I guess but when I started there was a lot of competition there were a lot of girls working in the clubs a lot of dancers so I started uh, dancing as a stripper and I didn't know I had to actually talk to customers so I was like uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go and talk to them you know like go to them say hello it's for someone who's an introvert like me it's a bit of a challenge so so I guess that's how I first connected to what we call um, our guides like spiritual guides even though at the time I wasn't aware that that was it I just thought it was my you know my inner voice or my intuition that's how I called it at the time so I would connect to my intuition and say okay so there are many many guys in this room uh, on this dance floor and I don't want to talk to each and every one of them so I need to figure out quickly which one is gonna span on me and so when you're a baby stripper, you'll need to figure out really quickly how things work and how to be chosen by the customers and make money. Because if you don't get dances, then you don't get paid. I know most people would find this surprising, but when you work in a strip club, you're actually not being paid to work. You actually have to pay what is called a house fee. So you start your night with a debt, <laughs> basically. And so in order to cover this debt uh, that you have to the club, you have to make money really, really like quick, quick, quick. And from this place of need, you actually gain the ability to tap into your intuition that you probably wouldn't have had if you didn't feel the need to be connected. So that's exactly what happened to me. And so I discovered that I was clairaudient. Clairaudience is basically the ability to 
hear informations or to be able to receive informations uh, through hearing. It's pretty much like hearing someone whispering or just speaking in your ear and telling you all the things you need to know. Like, you should go talk to this client, ask this client for a dance. You should introduce yourself to this table regardless of whatever seems logical at first. And what would seem logical would be to go to the guys that seem wealthy. The brain is saying, oh, look at this table. There is like a champagne bottle on the table. So it's going to be a guy with a lot of money and he has a big watch and he's really nicely dressed. So, so why not go there? And then you try and you fail because there's no connection. Like there's no human connection or you just not his style. And that's something that you you learn. You're like, oh, okay, so there's no connection. But then maybe I'll try another guy. And then at the end of the night, after trying so hard, talking to many guys and failing, then you come across this one guy that doesn't look really expensive. He's drinking beer, <laughs> like the cheapest drink available. And then he's like, oh, well, oh my God, I got a crush on you. And you sell one dance, two dances, three, four, five, VIP hour. And then next thing you know, you made a thousand a night. So <laughs> I guess this is uh, my first lesson. Like, oh, this guy, he liked me. So I shouldn't follow my brain too much in this business. Because, I mean, the brain works for a lot of things, of course. But um, some industries, like definitely sex work, uh, require more connection with your intuition. And so because I am a quick learner, after all, I decided to listen to more of my intuition because I was like, oh, this one guy uh, gave me a thousand I want to do this again. So in order to be able to replicate the situation, I have to do the exact same thing, uh, which is finding the guy who likes me, whatever he looks like and whatever he's drinking and whatever he's wearing. So I started asking my inner voice, like, oh, is this guy right here in the corner going to be spending on me? And sometimes I heard like, no, move to the next one. And then I was connecting to another one and another one. And when my voice would say, try this one, it would be the right one. It was like, oh, okay, so, I, so listening to this inner voice of mine is definitely a good technique. And, you know, one night after the other, and then the weeks and the months, and a few years in, I guess I've practiced uh, finding the right customers for me. So that's one of the way I, I started being attuned to my inner voice. So the funny thing is that the voices that I was hearing and the messages I was receiving through Claire audience were contradicting my logical reasoning, such as my voices would send me to a table where there was no champagne bottle, while I would actually see another table with a bottle of champagne on it and where the earning potential would seem greater. And after a lot of trial and error, I noticed that the times I would listen to my voices, my, my guides, I would actually be more successful than if I was only listening to my logical reasoning. The, the second thing is finding the customer is one thing, but then you need to build the connection. And I guess building a connection is, is not classified and not labeled as being intuition really, but it's a human skill. Like when you connect to someone and have a great conversation and show empathy and are a good listener and everything, it's, it's all a skill. And I don't think we've mentioned enough how important it is to be intuitive when you connect to someone. Connecting to the customers was the other thing I learned 
<laughs> on the club floor. So of course, obviously, listening to what they have to say and asking questions and show interest is one of the basic things that you can do. But then if you want to go further than that and not waste time, like talking the guys into the VIP room for 20 minutes or more, like, you know, I've seen women wasting their time. I've seen girls in the club wasting so much time talking to the guys and talking, talking and trying to connect and it wouldn't work and they wouldn't follow them to the VIP rooms. So one thing I did to accelerate the process was connecting to, to them in... I guess it's in 5D. To make it short, when you connect to someone emotionally, you have to be in a sort of meditative state. And once you've reached that state, you can actually connect to the person on a higher plane of consciousness, which means you can actually feel what they're feeling. You can hear what they're thinking. It's um, It really depends on what 5D senses of yours are more developed. For me, that was clairaudience and clairsentience, which means for me, it's easier to feel and to hear other people's feelings and emotions. If you're more on the clairvoyant side, then you'll be able to see with your third eye, actually, you'll be able to see in your mind what other people are imagining or thinking. My gift of clairaudience did improve greatly and I was able to, to hear informations while actually talking to clients. I would receive informations about their budget, about whether they liked me or not, about their emotional state as well. At first, it was only simple words like this guy or this table. Very simple information. And the more I listened, the more I received. And soon I was able to know if they would only buy me a single dance or if they would buy one hour with me in the champagne room. And I got more and more precise information. So that's for the clairaudience part, because then I started to receive the feelings and the bodily sensations of my clients, which is the clairsentience. And so I was able to feel not only the physical pain, but also the emotions, like the fear, the stress, the excitement. I was actually starting to feel really faintly though, but to feel in my body whatever was going on in theirs. So it's like every gift, I guess, with practice, <laughs> you become better and better at it. So, But at this time, even though I was becoming, you know, more and more intuitive, I didn't see this as mediumship per se. I don't know why. I just didn't see that as a gift <laughs> at all. For me, it was just listening to my intuition that came to me in a place of need, you know, like, okay, I need to connect. This is vital for me to connect if I want to make this money now. I had this sort of imperative to do this and I am so focused when I work. I guess most people who work in strip clubs uh, have to an extent this mentality because you need to be really competitive in, if you work in a strip club. That's how you you stay in the industry, basically. If you're not competitive or if you're not very focused, you're not going to last very long. That's a cliche of saying this maybe, but a lot of people outside of the stripping world just don't realize how demanding it can be to work in a strip club. And for this, being in touch with your spiritually is a great help, especially, you know, meditating, even though I've only heard about strippers taking care of their, um, let's say, mental health only recently, because I started over 10 years ago and I did this for eight years, like on and off. I did this for a very long time and back then no one would talk about meditation, no one. It was like really anecdotal. 
But, um, you know, being born in a family of psychologists and mediums, being very, you know, attuned to their spirituality, who do meditation several hours a day, I literally grew up in this. So even though I was making fun of my mom for, you know, talking to spirits or or meditating with uh, Tibetan bowls, I, I was really making fun of her until I realized I was also practicing this myself. You know, I was unaware of this, but it's actually... Um, something I'm happy now that I have come to develop and I digress but uh, back to the the clients in the club and how I connected to them I would actually be able to perceive their emotions to an extent it was really faint but I felt like if they were tensed I would get that in my own body too while reading them if they were stressed I would feel the stress in my body as well if they were happy to see me or aroused I would feel that as well and so so not only I was able to feel other people's emotion when connecting to them, I was able to feel their bodily sensations as well to an extent. Like if they were feeling aroused, I would actually feel their erection in my body. It's very weird to describe this, but I would feel it uh, faintly while connecting to them. As I practice this more and more, I would also be able to feel if they were sick or if they were injured somewhere, I was starting to feel the health problems of the person. I would be able to tell them, oh, do you have like a liver problem? Because I feel some pain around the liver. And they would be like, how do you know I got liver failure or I got a problem in this part of my body before how do you know that and I realized I was clairsentient as well it's like clairaudience but for feelings and emotions and sensations basically so I practiced this with my clients in the club and over the years it really developed to me being able to read people very very easily and I was able to use this in my daily life as well so because I was able to reach this meditative state, I could connect quite easily and it comes from a place of need. So because you're very focused, that's how you reach this state. If you're thinking about your grocery shopping list or your the things you have to do for the week, or your nails not looking great or your hair or your makeup that needs to be faced. If you think about all these little things, then you're not in a meditative state. You're not going to be able to, to connect to higher planes because that's what it is it's just connecting to higher planes and i think this applies to a lot of industries or businesses if you don't reach this state of consciousness then you cannot use your intuition because you're on the lower plane where the brain is going to function differently and you're going to be tricked into thinking about material things material things such as Oh, my nails, oh, my hair, oh, my makeup, you know, these kind of things. So these things are actually not helping at all because you know what? The customers in the clubs, they do not care about whether your manicure is perfect or whether your your hairstyle is, you know, uh, not holding up or th they just see that you are pretty. And most importantly, they will feel the connection or they won't. So if you manage to develop a connection and that's what the best, um, the hardest workers <laughs> in the clubs do they connect to a deeper level they use this kind of meditative state and on the higher planes they connect quickly and even though they don't tell you that even though they probably aren't aware of this that's what they're doing that's what happens when you connect to people there's something on the emotional plane the astral plane i know astral it sounds a bit scary like oh this is spiritual
sure this is like mistake or whatever but we have an astral body whether we like it or not so <laughs> better come to accept it I, I know because the, I was this way before you know I was the street road saying like, meditation this is boring I'm not gonna do yoga this is like gym for old people I'm never gonna do this I was like this so I totally understand if that's how you feel because that was my way of rezoning not that long ago well anyway here I am many years later and I've come to not only accept my astral body and the reality of all the other planes of consciousness and how I exist on all of these and we all exist on all of these not only I accept these but I'm able to use them to my advantage it's it feels weird to say advantage because I don't want this to sound like oh I use my spirituality to make money it's not how it is but I feel like I make more genuine connections to people and the interaction is more interesting actually it's more fun to connect to people say like the customers in the club for instance it's more interesting to connect with them through let's say emotions rather than just oh chit chat and the weather and casual conversation about the events or whatever is going through the world at the moment not saying that what's going on through the world is not interesting or anything but um but you know people especially men in the club when they come to see a dancer they're not just here to see a naked girl basically they're seeking feminine attention and so they're seeking connection <laughs> i know it sounds really basic but that's what it is and that's what it is in most business where you are an entertainer whether you are like a, a stripper uh, maybe an escort um, a phone sex operator which i was for many years and even a porn performer to an extent especially if you have an only or you know this kind of um, monetized social media stuff where you have to interact with your fans in such a way that you <laughs> in the end you connect to them and so without developing too much about my sex worker career I noticed that I was attracting fetishists and submissives and so my career being what it was I turned to online domination and to phone sex so I started working as a phone sex operator and and that's where I learned to connect to the clients without being physically with them. I learned to connect to them from a distance. So I did exactly the same thing I was doing when I was in front of them in the clubs, meaning I was putting myself into the same meditative state, trying to feel what they would feel by connecting to their voice. And surprisingly, it was working. I was able to feel what they were feeling. I was able to guess what they were thinking just by connecting. I would actually start to get like images of what they would want to see, like flashes. I didn't call them flashes at the time, but I received flashing images of, of my clients from a distance. I would be able to see how they look like, even if they were dressed or not dressed, if they were masturbating and, and how they would do it. I would see see flashes of their fetishes or of their kinks or whatever they were into and that would help me find what to say to them on the phone <laughs> sometimes word for word with my clear audience I would hear a few sentences maybe like trigger words or trigger phrases that they would have and I would say that to them and they would be like wow how do you know this is my trigger phrase and so by following my my flashes and the information I received I was able to be really creative on the call because the goal as a phone sex operator is to make the call last as long as possible because you get paid per minute, basically. So the longer the call, the more money you make, simply. So I made 
a lot of money through phone sex. And I'm, I actually keep doing this a lot. <laughs> CallTheodora.com. Feel free to call me sometimes if you're a man. I'm crazily expensive, but <laughs> that's why you get a medium and jerk off instructions at the same time. Back to my experience again. I've worked, as I said, as a phone sex operator. So a phone sex operator is exactly what it sounds like, meaning... <laughs> Uh, you are on the phone talking guys into masturbating to your voice. So because uh, not all men like the same things and not all men have the same fetishes or, you know, they, they don't like the same body parts or they don't enjoy the same tone of voice or the same language, the same way to address them. You have to figure out really quickly what they like. The challenge here is that most guys, they don't like explaining to you. They feel like telling you about everything is going to be a turn off which is not actually consent is very sexy but that's the thing they just don't know how to connect emotionally and that's your job that's what you're doing and this is how i learned to connect emotionally to guys from a distance because on the phone you don't have the face of the person you don't have the body language to assess if they're comfortable or not with you and so because you're on the phone you don't you don't see them you don't see their eyes you 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 have no visual cues as to how they're perceiving you or what you're saying to them so you have to you know most of the time they won't even talk that much they would just say oh hello oh yes they are very shy most of the time because can you imagine it's really intimidating to men to talk to a woman that is probably their dream creator on the phone directly can you imagine the stress they don't even call their own girlfriend so can you imagine when they call a porn star this is so intimidating to them so you have to be really empathetic in order to understand how they're feeling and what you can get uh, from them it was just working for me and so when something is working for you you don't ask questions you just keep doing it because you're like oh money is working fine so I was connecting to the voice of the man. I was putting myself very quickly in this meditative state. And if I received a, a flash of feet, I would go, how about, you know, imagine my body and then imagine my legs and my feet and my toes. And if the guy on the other side of the line would be like, oh my God, I love feet so much. I knew I was right. I knew I was like, boom, this is what he wanted to hear. So that's how I knew how to lead the conversation, what to focus on, what to say. Thanks to intuition, I could have asked directly like, oh, what do you like? Would you like to hear something about my boobs or about my ass or about my, my feet, my toes, whatever. But when you ask something like this, it doesn't sound really sexy. I feel like there's nothing sexy sexier than intuition i'm probably sure most of you women would agree that men in the bedroom like your your best lays or your your best uh, fuck boys or whatever however you want to call them they were very intuitive as to what you liked because again consent is super sexy when the guy asks but it's even sexier when they intuitively know what you don't like and what you do like you're like oh wow he's trying to feel what i feel this is real empathy and especially in the bedroom this is so important and so that's another area of life where intuition is important i would say in the bedroom in your sex life and personally i i used it to connect to 
<laughs> two guys I was dating and men I was in love with because when you've worked as a stripper and I'm sure my fellow strippers will agree with me here when you start dating civilians then you know you just look at them and you know how they're gonna respond how they're gonna behave, what they're thinking, even though you're not actually connecting to them in 5D, this is some kind of intuition that you would have most likely developed. So it's game changing because you'll be like, oh, he's trying to get me to do this or he's going to react like this or this is how he feels inside. This is what he's thinking. And so this is also something that you can use to your advantage. Like when you actually like a guy, you know what he thinks. So it allows you to stay one step ahead of what's going to happen in this relationship that you're interested in building. Thank you, Stripping, <laughs> for teaching me all these marvelous uh, intuitive uh, mechanisms. And thank you, Strip Clubs, for teaching me how to connect with my intuition more. Because when you have no choice, and this is your daily or should I say nightly job for many years then it becomes a second nature and that's why I don't understand why we sluts at large are ashamed for being spiritual and being in touch with our intuition because being spiritual by definition is being connected and being connected isn't only about being connected to some higher planes of consciousness it's also being connected to one another because we're all connected as human beings we are meant to be spiritual we are living a human experience we are souls before we're bodies so it only makes sense that we connect to our spirituality and working in the adult industry or as a sex worker or just being the slut we want to be meaning being attuned to our sexuality isn't a reason for not being spiritual and speaking about being the slut we want to be, I wanted to speak about how I use my intuition in my dating life, especially now in the era of online dating and dating apps. I really feel like, not being paranoid, but I feel like for women, it's more dangerous to date people you haven't met before. So, of course, intuition is going to be like, not a survival tool, but it's going to be vital if you, if you are to actually meet someone from these dating apps. And so I started doing this thing where I connected to photos on the app. And I know it sounds like a very medium thing to do, but I'm pretty sure that if if a girl like me can do this just by trying to connect and just because I somehow got the education from from my mom, I was surrounded by mediums. So I sort of knew that this existed and I'm sure anyone without preconceived notions of what is a gift, what is not, I'm sure pretty much anyone can use this and do it as well. So for those of you who aren't familiar with dating apps, most of them consist of profiles of men with their pictures and basically you, you swipe left if you don't want to talk to this person or you swipe right if you want to talk to this person or if you want to allow them to talk to you. 
And so basically, because it's very visual based, like the only cue that you have is the face of the person. And if they made the effort to write a description, then you would have a few words, but that doesn't give you the tone of voice, that doesn't give you the, the energy of the person, that doesn't give you the, the chemistry between you and the guy. You would have to experience this in 3D for yourself. However, uh, the picture of the person, the photo of the person is a way to connect someone's energy. So what I did was exactly the same as what I was doing in the clubs with the customers and what I was doing on the phone with, with my phone sex operator job. So I was putting myself in this meditative state and I was connecting to the photo of the person, keeping my mind open to receive information without being judgmental because the minute you start to judge, then you're using your, your left brain instead of the right brain. So you were using the logical and rational side instead of the um, intuitive side of your brain. So I was leaving my mind open to receive and then the information started to come. I was able to feel the person's energy, if I liked it or not, if the person seemed like a nice person or like a bad person, I could feel if the person was like having very dark or sad thoughts. And I could also feel if they had a very sexual energy. That's actually one of the first things that I was able to pick up if the person was really sexual or not. It's probably from working as a stripper before. And soon I was able to figure out if they were in a good place mentally or if they were depressed. I was able to feel if they had problems in their bodies, like health problems. I was able to tell if they would be like, Like perverts or really nice people and sometimes I was really surprised because my perception was really conflicting with my reasoning while analyzing the picture with my logical and rational brain say for example sometimes I would come across the profile of a good-looking guy with nice pictures really nicely dressed with a really well-written description but when I would connect to him the energy would be off like something was wrong or off-putting Um, it's hard to describe uh, with words, but I believe it probably saved me the trouble of dating someone who would have turned out to be a pervert or, or, or maybe just a not so nice person or just someone who doesn't have like a great sexual energy. And especially when you're fishing for a dick on an app, <laughs> it probably won't be the right guy for me anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I digress again, but I think All I wanted to say was that you can connect to anyone's energy provided you're able to put yourself in a meditative state so that you can focus on the person and be and be working on other planes of consciousness. I think that's the only requirement. I mean, look at me. If a girl like me, French girl from Paris working in strip clubs can connect to anyone else on the planet, I'm sure you can do it too. I mean, I'm, I'm not a wizard or anything. I'm not a witch. I'm just a woman using her intuition to connect to people and because I did it for so many years I'm able to use it and I feel like anyone can use mediumship to an extent and that's why I'm making this podcast I'm really hoping that that the world comes to accept that uh, female sexuality and spirituality are intertwined they are interconnected and they can coexist with one another they're not mutually exclusive 
Anyway, I feel like I've talked about myself quite a lot, which is normal because I'm telling you guys about my point of view, my experience, my emotions, the things I'm going through. And as I learn and I live more, I hope I can share with you guys more of my, uh, my spiritual slut experiences. You are very welcome, guys, to share your experiences and your point of view with me. We have a Telegram channel, t.me slash spiritual slut. You are also very welcome to subscribe to our newsletter, which is on our website, spiritualslut.io. Spiritualslut.io. It's really <laughs> easy to remember. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to our show and I would love for you to leave us a review. Let me know what you've loved, what you would love to hear more of. I'm really looking forward to read your comments, guys. And if you've loved the show, please consider leaving us five stars as it helps the show grow and it allows me to continue to produce more content for you guys. So thank you so much. And I will see you next week for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening thank you my beautiful friends bye bye